What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. How did you describe the ruckus, sir? Welcome to Two Blondes, Lots of Ruckus with your host, Glow. And Rhonda. We are here to discuss life, current events, personal experiences, love and relationship advice, pop culture such as fashion, music, movies, and just have a good old time. We also want to hear from you. We love listener participation. You can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Two Blondes Lots of Ruckus or email us. My name is Glow and I am single. I am currently living in Arizona, originally from Guatemala. And the way that I met Rhonda is, believe it or not, through an application called Smule, which lets you sing and also not only sing by yourself, but sing with other people around the world. So you can match up and sing together, which is super fun, the age of technology. And uh, while we were singing, we just kind of um, clicked and we started being friends and now she's one of my besties and we are um you know just we've been talking for a long time so we just decided to add you guys to the conversation and do a podcast exactly glow uh and i'm so excited that we're doing this together my name is Rhonda, and i have two home states actually i was born uh in eastern kentucky and lived there until i was seven and then moved to Columbus with my mom and my two sisters and grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, graduated from high school in Ohio and then moved back to Kentucky to be close to my dad and my grandparents and my little sister and finished college out at Moorhead State University. So um, now I'm back in Ohio. And uh, so I have two home, I have two home states and I consider myself two hometowns, which I think is really cool. I'm happy to have both my country girl and my city girl roots. Um, And like Liz said, we met on the Smule app, uh, singing together, uh, having fun. And we just really clicked. Uh, We love a lot of the same stuff, especially Disney. And now she is one of my bestest friends in the whole world. Uh, We have such great conversations and we support each other. And um, I'm glad to have her as one of my best friends. I'm also engaged. I have a fiance named Austin and we're getting married in October. And I'm really excited about that. The wedding is going to be themed with Disney and fairy tale all the way around. And we will definitely probably talk about that in another podcast. Um, I'm so excited. I think, uh, any any anybody the, this age day and age is like excited to get married, especially for me because I have found my my soulmate and I think he is a wonderful human being. So, and hopefully we can get him to like get a male's perspective glow in the uh, you know coming podcast episodes we can maybe talk him into joining us even though he's a bit shy (laughs) absolutely I think that you you said it right that we have you know two unique perspectives because we come from different backgrounds we have um you know just different relationship statuses Mm -hmm. Uh, so we have different perspectives perspectives about um, a bunch of topics and even though we agree on a lot of things and Mm -hmm. we think of so much alike and we like some of the same things which makes us really compatible when it comes to friendship um, we also have our unique perspectives and our unique points of view um, and different experiences which all adds to that empowerment of women because sharing is caring and all of our different perspectives are what makes us stronger absolutely and great segue because and that's harley you guys will hear her in the podcast (laughs) occasionally too um i have two dogs harley and zeus and they are very different one yorkie one giant boxer mix um (laughs) but 
Yes. So, uh, yay dogs when you're trying to film a pod or record a podcast. <laughs> I have a dog as well. And uh, he's actually very quiet, but I also have three cats and one of them is very vocal. So as soon as we get on the podcast, he's like, let me sing you the song of my people. So you may hear like, you know, some howling in the background. Um, that's my cat. <laughs> it, yes. And her cat does speak and it's very cool to hear. I, I love it. Um <laughs> But I was going to say, great segue uh, into uh, women empowering women, uh, because that's our topic for today, is how we can empower each other. Absolutely. So at are taught to kind of be mean girls. Um, you know, we're pinned up against each other for our competition. You know, who's prettier, who's fastest, who's smartest, um, who can get to the top. Um, and so it kind of creates that, you know, me against the world mentality. Um, when we really should be banding together. You know, that's where our power lies um, in just building those relationships, building each other up. We're already at a disadvantage when it comes to the world in a lot of areas. So if we segregate each other from essentially our teammates, because we're all in the same team, then it's going to be that much harder. You know, we need to be banding together. And our podcast is about that, bringing a community of girls together that we can discuss anecdotes, um, do simple makeup tips to the big issues that affect women. Absolutely. And we can also share our stories personally, mine and Glow's, uh, and we can grow from each other and be each other's advocate and support rather than being a mean girl, right? We should be straightening each other's tiaras. We should be lifting each other up and like Glow said, banding together because we are in a a group and class all our own in womanhood. And as much as I think, Glow, we would like to admit that the world has changed and we, we uh, you know, used to women used to live in what we refer to as a, a man's world. Um, I think we still do to some, some aspects. So I think that's a very important reason why it's important that we empower each other and lift each other up instead of tearing each other down because we're already fighting other battles unanimously as a group and 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 still uh you know some women tear each other down for the sheer fun of it when we should all be coming together and and helping each other and lifting each other up during those hard times and standing up for each other uh since we do i feel like still live in a very dominant man's world Absolutely. Absolutely. In a lot of areas, we struggle as women um, just to be understood, just to, to for people to know what we go through. And you know, talking with each other, sharing those experience, you know that you're not going through it together. There are other people that are going through the same thing um, or maybe have al already overcome an obstacle and they can give you some tips on how to do it. Um, you know, uh, empowering each other can be something simple like promoting women's sense of self-worth, you know, giving a compliment, something simple, or it can also be something big, you know, like helping somebody go through a difficult breakup, um, giving them relationship advice, life advice, financial advice, whatever it may be that you're good at, you can probably give some advice to somebody else and help them to step up from that little step that they are working on overcoming. Absolutely. And those little things go a long way because you never know what type of day someone else is having, right? And it's not only with women. We should do this for every counterpart, every person in the world. We're all humans, right? We Absolutely. Be kind to each other and and um, straighten each other's crowns and tiaras, right? Uh, we should, I love the phrase of that, like make sure your crown is straight clean. Like that's something I hear on TikTok all the time and all these other social media platforms, straighten your, straighten your tiara. And I love that because, you know, you should have confidence in yourself and, and you should help instill that into other people, especially those that you can tell are less confident or kind of, you know, uh, dealing with things. I think a lot of times we can be really intuitive to that. And um, if you see that, you know, you should definitely do something a little extra. I love to tell other women, you know, that makeup is really pretty. You know, I love your eyeliner or I love your hair or that shirt's really cute. 
And, and I really genuinely mean those things when I say them, like, and I want them to know about it. I get excited because you never know. You could make a new friend that way, right? Um, you could have somebody, uh, you could have something in common with that person. And that's how I used to make friends with other girls in school uh, was by complimenting them. I had a, a friend in, in high, uh, high school, which we started out being friends in middle school on the bus. And it was because I saw a drawing of Sailor Moon on her book cover. She took uh, a paper bag that you got at the supermarket and she drew Sailor Moon on the cover and taped it onto the book. And I saw that and I'm like, oh my God, I love Sailor Moon too. Like, that's so cool. Is Did you do that? Is that your drawing? And she was like, yeah. Uh, and her name is Christy and like, we're still lifelong like really good friends. And it was all because I lifted her up and I said something nice to her when we were younger. Um, so you never know the relationships that can spawn from complimenting each other and, and doing a little something extra. Yeah, absolutely. I love that story because that's exactly what it's about. It's about finding common ground, about lifting each other up. Um, and one thing that you mentioned too is how other women tear you down. So looking at the other side of the coin, you know, some girls tear you down just because they're, you know, they're mean, they're having a bad day, who knows, um, on purpose, you know, like they, that's what they're out is to the world, right? But not everybody mm -hmm. is aware that they are tearing you down. You know, some people just may look at your sense of style or your life choices or whatever, and they will bring you down just because that's not their sense of style or their choices. Um, so, you know, they can look at, you know, an outfit of yours and be like, oh my gosh, that is so hideous because they don't like it. Um, and it's okay. They don't have to like it. They're not wearing it. So if you feel like that's not your style, then that's fine. You don't have to wear it, but don't go out and vocalize that to somebody else because you don't know what that person is dealing with. You don't know if they're depressed. You don't know if they took a month's rent almost to buy that outfit and they feel so beautiful in it. Like you don't know that person's so why tear them down? It doesn't affect you. It's not in your space. Like just let them live their best life. You know, I love one of my favorite designers is Betsy Johnson. You know, she's older and she dresses like she's 12. You know, she's so colorful <laughs> and fun. And some people may look at her and be like, oh my gosh, why aren't you dressing your age? Why aren't you being more conservative? But that is her style. And that is not everybody's style. And yet she's a famous designer and everybody loves her because she is just, she is who she is unapologetically. And that's something that, you know, everybody should strive for. Just be who you are. If you like something, definitely bring it up. But if you don't, just mind your business. Keep on going. <laughs> you don't need to tear anybody down. Right. Mind your business. And I, I'm glad you brought that up, Glo, because I have a another story time because uh, something like that recently happened to me. Um, I have a family member um, and for the sake of anonymity, uh, we are not going to say names or anything like that. But I am planning my wedding right now. And that tends to bring out the mean girls in family members uh, and friends. <laughs> and um, I sent this person a picture of my ideas for my wedding cake. And they, they were like, that's so out of style. Why would you do that? You should, you should consider going with other people and do a cake consultation and, and all this stuff and kind of tore me down for my taste and style in cakes. Um, and that, that kind of hurt a little bit. It, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a little rough to hear. I understand that we're different and we have different tastes, but, um, I had explained to this person, you know, we have a, a family member on Austin's side that has offered to make our cakes, uh, as a gift and her cake is really good. And she's very good at what she does. And the flavors are excellent. She did his brother's cake and it was phenomenal and, uh, it was beautiful and it was elegant. Uh, the design was gorgeous. And so, um, I, I chose the colors and I chose the design. She's just making like the cake and the flavors and everything with the design, but I'm the one who chose the setup. And my sister thought that that setup, um, you know, 
wasn't good and it kind of it kind of bothered me a little bit so uh yeah so it, it, it we shouldn't tear each other down even if it's not your taste i don't care if it's old-fashioned or not i march to the beat of my own drum i always have um and i don't care what's in style with a cake it's cake um, it is your wedding. It is exactly. your wedding. It is your choice. Whenever she gets married, <laughs> then she can choose the cake. You know, it's just like, yeah. especially weddings. And like I said, wedding styles, everything like that. Um, everybody's different. You know, uh, part of women empowering women is uh, the ability to determine their own choices. You know, that's something that we so much have taken away from women. It's just determining their own choices. So let's say you're a mom and you choose to breastfeed. Great. Good for you. But let's say you're a mom and you decide to bottle feed. Well, great. Good for you too. Like not, not one of those choices is bad or wrong. Not one of those choices is right. Um, it's just personal preference. So same with your wedding cake. You know, some people may like classical, all white. Some people may like colorful, some people get dressed in all black and they do a Halloween theme. Some mm -hmm. people, you know, jump out of planes and they get married in the air. Like it just, it's your wedding. You can do whatever you want. You can pick whatever colors you want. And at the end of the day, just to be there and share that moment with you is enough. Just to see you happy and living your dream, that's enough. And like I said, if you don't like it, then that's fine. It's not your wedding. You're just privy to the fact that you're there. That's it. Um, and yeah. your, your job is just to compliment whatever you like and then shush on whatever you don't. Absolutely. And, and you made a great point, Glow. And, and something I'll give a, a man's perspective on this. Austin uh, and I had a deep conversation about this situation and he was like, it's our wedding and I guarantee you most people aren't going to be looking at the cake anyway. They're going to be more concerned with us and celebrating us and being there in the moment and celebrating our day. He was like, so don't second guess, you know, your design. It's beautiful. We both agreed on it. We both like it. Um, and he was like, don't let that bother you because at the end of the day, it's what we like and what we want. And, and most people are not going to be caring or looking at the cake except for, you know, maybe to eat it. So uh, that's really the main thing is that they're there to celebrate us and our love and our, our joining together and getting married. So uh, I really liked his perspective on that too, because in that moment I was down and my tiara was a bit crooked and he straightened it for me. Um, and it's, it's, it's really nice to have a partner like that, that will help me in those moments to feel better about myself and or things that I'm going through and kind of lift me up um, when I feel like that. So we should definitely like, like you said, glow, keep our, keep those certain opinions to ourselves because sometimes they're not necessary. Um, we should learn a little bit of, you know, grace and biting our tongue a little bit, only compliment like what you like. I, I love that you said that and just kind of keep the other things to yourself. I think it would be a better world if we learn to treat each other like that. And it would be a more respectful world because I know for personally for me, I would feel, you know, more respected if she would have just told me what she liked about it rather than what she didn't. Uh, so I feel like that's kind of a, a good a good thing to do. You you hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, honesty is not okay. Sometimes they disguise, <laughs> um, you know, tearing people down um, because they're like, well, that's what I think. It's my honest opinion. Don't you mm -hmm. want honesty? Um, and a lot of the times, like, it's like, well, as long as I'm being honest, then I'm not wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not the case. You know, honesty is not the best policy. Like, you know, if you're asking a question of do you like this or do you like that, you can give your opinion. But if somebody is already set on their choices, on their lifestyle, on their fashion, on whatever it is that they are set on, then you know, that that's their choice. And just by you being out there and being you and 
picking your choices boldly and unapologetically, then that also creates social change because others are going to see that and it's going to influence them to be themselves. So next time that they want to have a crazy wedding cake, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? I can do this. It's my wedding and that's fine. And also like on the whole wedding cake topic, you know, I've been through a million weddings, you know, cousins and, um, you know, friends and I could not tell you what their cakes looked like. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know that I knew at the time when I was attending the wedding, but at this time, like I'm trying to recall what my friend's cakes look like. And for the life of me, I cannot remember a single cake because that was not the focus. I can remember them dancing. I can remember them smiling. I can remember the toast and the bows and the atmosphere and just the overall feeling of being there and being present in the moment. But I could not tell you what the wedding cake looked like. You know, that's, that's not the important focus. Yeah, exactly. I can probably tell you what some of the cakes tasted like, because sometimes you go to a wedding and that, that cake is the bomb, which, uh, in, in this case, I'm, I'm excited for ours just because, um, the person that's making this is doing like a lemon cake with uh, strawberry filling. And she made that for his brother's wedding. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, it was just amazing. And I don't even like lemon, but wow, it was so good. And I was like, you have to make our wedding cake. Like I approached her and I was like, you have to make our wedding cake. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about her making our cake. And, and the fact that I don't have to spend like $600 to get a wedding cake because wedding cakes are expensive. Absolutely. Um, and that goes back to glow people's situations, right? Like you never know what situation is like our money is tight. Our budget is tight. And that's really helpful to us because she's making um, a few different flavors of wedding cake for our wedding. Like it's, it's so helpful and kind and nice that she's, she's paying for all the ingredients and doing it out of the kindness of her heart. And that saves us money that we can then put towards like getting a new house or our honeymoon or other things we need for the wedding. So like you never know what someone's going through before you open your mouth. Think about that because, you know, we're kind of in a tight budget situation. And and to us, that's a blessing that we have somebody that has offered to do our wedding cake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a blessing. And that's what I was referring to earlier is you never know Mm -hmm. what that person is going through. You know, like maybe they look a mess because they just were running late and they could not um, get it together. And they made that extra effort to get out of bed to do what they had to do, even though they're dealing with something. So for you to be like, okay, why did you wear mismatched shoes today? You know, that's none. That's nothing. Like you should be applauding the right. fact that they got up and they got out of the house and they're doing their thing, uh, even with mismatched shoes or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It may be that you know, like you said, they they got out of bed today and maybe they have those mismatched shoes, but maybe those are the only shoes they have. We should always strive to lift each other up and empower each other with little things rather than tear each other down. Um, I think, Glo, you and I, when we were having this conversation, you had a great uh, a great example from Mean Girls about the the Mean Girls Cup. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I recently purchased um, one of those uh, cups that you know that people make that they custom make, and um, and so I showed it to Rhonda, and uh, she goes, "Oh, you know, I love that cup." Um, and my first instinct was to immediately tell her where I got it, where um, how much it cost, uh, tag her on the uh, post. Or Facebook where um, the artist is that I got the cup from because I want to share, you know, and a lot of the times when you compliment a girl on something or you get a compliment, um, you know, you get one of two things, right? You either get the girl that goes, oh, thanks and cuts you off and continues and goes with her life. Or you get the other girl that goes, um, you know, if you tell her, hey, I like your dress, she'll go, oh my gosh, I got it at this store and it was on sale, 20% mm-hmm. off. They still have it. It's on this street and that street. And oh my gosh, you should go get it because it would look so good on you. So at that point, you know, which of the two do you think has more 
friendship opportunity. Which of the two do you think that that girl is going to go out there and feel empowered? Like, oh my gosh, this girl is so nice. She told me where to go. She told me how much it was. Like that was not necessary. And yet she went the extra mile. Um, And now she can go get it. And we can all be happy because there's dresses for everybody and there's cups for everybody. So you don't need to gatekeep anything um, or just be like, oh, I don't want to tell her because... I'm the only one that should have this dress or I'm the only one that should have this custom cup. And if I tell her, then I'm not going to be special anymore. No, we can all be special. We're all special already because nobody is the same as you. We're all beautiful and unique snowflakes and we all have something to apport to this world. Absolutely, Glow. Uh, and I, I love I love what you said. It's it's absolutely true. Um, you know, we shouldn't and like I love how you said gatekeep because that's true. We try to be the gatekeeper, right? Uh, a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't want to tell them where I got this because then they'll have it too. But there's enough, like you said, cups to go around. There's enough clothes. I'm that girl. I choose to be that girl. Whenever someone compliments me on like a shirt or a dress or something I'm wearing, I'll be like, oh my God, thanks. I got it at this store. Uh, I choose to be that girl who says, oh yeah, it's like 20% off. You should definitely go get it. Uh, because I love to share that information. I love to share good deals. And I, I, I love to just be kind to others. And, um, you know, that's such a great example. I'm glad you shared the, you know, the cup story with us because it's such a great example of how we just something small might mean the world to someone else who really wants something like that, you know? And it can be, like I said, something simple, like fashion advice, like what we were discussing, Mm -hmm. or it can be something big, like maybe you got your degree online and you were able to do online night classes and were able to get ahead and now have a better pay because of that. And somebody is trying to go to school, but they don't know how, and they don't know what steps to take. And you've already done that. So if you see that, you can be like, Hey, go to this link, do this. I did it. You can do it too. You can show them the ropes. You can encourage them, tell him, Hey, if I did it, you can do it too. Um, And that can make a big change in someone's life. So it can be from big things to little things. Absolutely. It can be. Um, And, and uh, we had been talking about, you know, um, making those big changes and lifting each other up and, and to go with that, on the flip side of the coin, uh, not only should we be saying something and lifting each other up for the, you know, the good and helping people, but we should help people all the way around. For example, if you see like a grown man verbally attacking uh, a barista at Starbucks, you know, super upset, we should speak up for her, right? We should defend her and say something. If we see something, we should say something uh, because women are taught to be silent that is kind of the mentality that, you know, we've been given through birth and for generations, uh, previous generations, you know, um, even, even going back to a lot of, you know, Bible passages, and I don't want to upset anybody with religion, but even in the Bible, it talks about women, you know, a woman's role is to be silent next to her husband. Um, but those days are over. We live in a new world and women should have just as much say in, in, in what happens to them in their life as, as, as anybody that they should be treated equally with equal pay and, and, and should not be attacked for being, you know, more seen as more frail or inferior. Uh, we can do a lot of what men can do. Even there's, there are women that are bodybuilders and stronger than other men. Uh, there are women that, have climbed the ladders. For example, my mom is in a predominantly male-driven world uh, in information technology. She works uh, for a corporate company, and she has scratched and clawed her way to a vice president position. Uh, And she's one of maybe two women. And majority of the time, anytime when I was growing up, I went out with her and coworkers, or I, I once went on a trip with her to New York for work, that all of the people around me and around the table were men. My mom was the only woman in the room. And she has done this most of her life with her career. She has scratched and clawed up into a man's world in corporate America. And I admire my mother for that because she 
was not silent. And she tells men and women alike in her career how things are. She's very vocal uh, and stands up for herself. And, uh, you know, they respect her for that. And she also does a really good job. Uh, But something that, like I said, I've always admired about my mom is the fact that, you know, she was in a predominantly male-driven corporate world and she has made something of herself and has kind of managed to um, get similar pay and benefits, even though she's a woman and get the respect of her male peers. Um, And that is something to celebrate when we see, you know, the strides that women, women make like that. Absolutely. Go mom. Um, I think that that's, that's a great point. You know, part of empowering women is redefining those gender roles and making sure that you can be whoever you want to be or whatever you want to be. Um, no matter the industry, no matter the qualifications, um, because you can definitely get those qualifications. You can literally do anything. And I'm a firm believer of that. Um, so if you're a girl and you want to drive a tractor or you want to go work at the mines, like whatever it is that you want to do, you can definitely do that. And you should not say, oh, this is a man's job because men can cook, women can be bodybuilders, you know, anything goes and it's time to stop defining those roles as gender related because gender has nothing to do with that. Um, And also, you know, breaking that glass ceiling, making sure that, you know, if you're a doctor and a guy who's a doctor and you're on the same field, you need to be making the same pay because you're mm-hmm. both went through the same level of schooling. You went through the same qualifications. You paid the same amount to go to that school. So when you're out in the world, you should get paid the same. And women normally make um, 79 cents to a dollar uh, compared to men. And if you're a Latina like me, make that 57 cents on the dollar. So that's 28% of what a white woman would make. So it just, you know, it's mind boggling to hear that you can be the exact same thing as somebody else and yet not get paid for it. Um, And part of that, how that gets fixed is just with transparency, because I used to work at a couple of companies, um, like big corporations, it was a bank. And the way that they uh, get away with that is there was a corporate rule that you could not discuss your salary or your pay with another employee. So everybody's pay is secret. Only you know how much you're getting paid. So that way, since you don't know how much your other person is making, then you don't know how much less you're making. And that's how they get away with that. And the fact that people still talk, you know, even though they're not supposed to, people will still tell you, you make friends with these people. You're there for eight hours a day, you know, five days a week. um, And you develop relationships. And eventually they're just like, hey, yeah, I make this much. And you're like, really? I make this much it's out. But, and then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm making so much less than this person. And I've been here longer or I'm even more qualified, but you can't say anything because if you go and say to management, how come I'm getting 57 cents when this person's getting a dollar, you know, then it goes to the question of, well, how do you know that? Did you break the cardinal rule of telling another employee how much you make? Because now you're in trouble because of that. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a catch 22 where, you just have to sit there and take it. And why? Why is that? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and and that's just it, it's it's really like you said, mind boggling that we still have corporate America doing this to minorities and 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 different different uh, you know genders. It's 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 really crazy to me that in the new day and age when most people are saying, oh, you know, let's get rid of the the gender stereotypical roles and things like that. Most people are in agreement with it, but yet they say that they want to, but yet we still have places like corporate America, like, um, you know, things in the world where women are not getting equal pay. And then, like you said, uh, there are women of different uh, minorities are not getting even less equal pay. Um, so it, it, it's to me crazy that, and, and very unfair that that is the case. And, and really, I think 
some cardinal rules need to be broken and things need to be spoken up because it's not right. Absolutely. And being a Latina, you know, I speak Spanish and English. That is a, you know, particularly set of skills that people mm -hmm. should be paying more for, not less, because not everybody ha is bilingual. Not everybody can, you know, assist customers or whatever in two languages. So that is a set of skills that you should be paying more for, not less, because in every single job that I've ever had, I've had to use both of those skills and people really love that. They go, okay, well, you're going to the top of the list in the hiring process because, you know, you know, a language. So that's going to give you the advantage to get hired, but we're going to pay you less. <laughs> so at the same time, it's like, are you really winning at that point or are they just getting everything at a bargain price? Exactly. Exactly. And I totally agree with you because that is a unique set of skills. And with the amount of Latinas and uh, Mexican Americans, all of these different minorities that are Spanish speakers, uh, that is something that's necessary and should be paid more for because uh, a lot of call centers and a, a lot of other jobs need bilingual workers uh it's it's very unique and special but but much needed in our country so uh like like you said i mean that they should be definitely paying more for that skill rather than less Absolutely. But, you know, like you said, we need to speak up. We need to make sure that we are advocating for each other, that if you see something, say something mm -hmm. um, like your example with the Starbucks barista. You know, I've seen so many um, customers that think, oh, because I'm the customer, I'm always right. Not always the case. You know, people think that because they're the customer, they can say anything, they can scream, they can um, say mean words, whatever the case may be. And because the person at the other end, they're working, they cannot scoop down to their level because they would lose their job. So they can't really defend themselves. They can't really speak up. They can't, you know... Be on a level um, with them. They can't be in a, a the same playing field, you know. So if you're a customer and you're on in the line and you're looking at another customer be like that, well, guess what? The rules that apply to that poor barista do not apply to you. You're the customer. You're the wild card. You can say whatever you want, and you're not going to get fired because you don't work there. So step up, say something, say, Hey, you know what? They're just working here. They're doing the best that they can. What is the problem? Why are you doing this? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Who hurt you? You know, <laughs> just say something because a lot of the times they're not expecting that. They don't expect any resistance. They expect the manager to come out and give them a discount or a free coffee or basically reward bad behavior. And those times have stopped. That is not the era that we are living in. We no longer right. reward bad behavior. We call it out and we stop it. Absolutely, Glow. Uh, like you said, you see something, say something, advocate for that person who can't advocate for themselves because, like you said, they could lose their job. But, you know, it's free reign when we're, we're another customer and a third-party witness, right? And you should absolutely speak up, um, of course, politely, uh, but but help that help that person out and, and speak up for them when they can't speak up for themselves in that moment and advocate for them. It goes a long way just to, you know, show that you care. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm a Latina, so I can go from zero to 60 real quick. <laughs> so it's not always going to come out politely, but I try. I digress. Exactly. <laughs> Of course. I have a, actually a funny story about a time when I had to advocate for myself as like a six-year-old female. Um, growing up, I was a little bit of a daredevil and I was hanging upside down on the monkey bars in the park and I fell and I broke my arm. Oh no. Yeah, it's okay though. My arm's pretty strong now. It's good. <laughs> uh, the arm was not lost in the battle against uh, the monkey bars, but uh, I did clean break it at my elbow. And when I got to the hospital, 
Uh, my mom and dad were in a tizzy and they, at this time they were getting a divorce. So they were, you know, really upset with each other. So I was dealing with that. But then on top of it, this doctor walks into the, the ER room that I'm in uh, and he checks it out and says, yeah, it's broken. We're going to have to put it in a cast. And he told, he looks at the guy and says, go get the pink uh, cast. And I looked at him and I said, pink, why pink? Are there other colors? And he, he was like, yeah, but you're a girl. So we're going to give you pink. <laughs> and that flew all over me as a little girl. Cause I was not a fan of pink as a little girl. Blue was my favorite color and still is. I want uh, so, same. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I looked at I looked at this doctor, crossed my little six year old arms, and I was like, "I don't want pink. I want blue." And he literally tried to argue with me and said, "But pink is for little girls. Blue is what we use for little boys." And I was like, "I don't care. I want a blue <laughs> cast. I don't care. Don't give me pink. I'm not going to do it." And he was like, "All right." fine and he got upset about it but he uh he told the guy he's like give her whatever color she wants and the other guy was really nice his assistant he was like so do you want light uh, light blue or dark blue and i just smiled and grinned at him at that point because i knew i'd won the battle and i was like light blue please (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing is like people don't realize what they're doing to you like he he doesn't realize that you know, what he did to you there. He just, he put you in a box. He Mm -hmm. put a stereotype on you and you're a kid. You can do whatever color you want. And if you go back in history, actually, um, pink was originally designed for men. Makeup was originally designed for men. High heels were originally designed for men. Really? Um, Wigs were originally designed for men because that's how like, you know, royalty and whatnot showed that they were like, you know, in royalty is that they had all this makeup they you know short men wanted to be taller so they put these little heels on and pink was like a sign that you were doing well um so this was all specifically for men women were not even allowed to use these things and it wasn't until later on that it kind of got diluted back to us and now all of a sudden pink is for girls and blue is for boys when that was not the original intent um and not that it is for girls now you know anybody can wear pink i love it when guys wear pink i think it Mm -hmm. looks really cool Absolutely. I knew a lot of guys that used to wear pink polos in high school, and I thought that was really cool to see men wear those. One, because it looks good. And two, because it shows confidence that you're confident enough to wear that. And confidence is the sexiest thing that a guy can have. So if you're wearing something crazy, um, just immediately going to applaud your braveness just to put that on. Absolutely. Um. I I also have a really cool story um, that I had seen, I guess, on TikTok. TikTok's a great place to share things, by the way. I love TikTok. Um, Yeah, me too. Uh, And you can find us on TikTok. We're both on TikTok as well. We'll put all of that fun information um, up on our our Facebooks and things um, so you can follow. But there was a color in the 1940s that uh, was created when we had entered World War and women's roles in the workplace were getting redefined. Um, So in the 1930s, women started becoming nurses and school teachers and and, and homemakers. But then when the men went off to war in the 1940s, uh, you know, women began to work in factories, assembly lines. One of our favorite movies, you know, they have the All-American Women's Baseball League. So a league of their own. Yes, I love that Uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, women started doing like playing sports, doing these different things. Um, And so what's one of the really cool things that I saw was that uh, in the 1940s, Elizabeth Arden got approached to make a lipstick specifically designed for women in in military service. Um, It was called Montezuma Red. 
and it was a bright, vibrant red and perfectly matched to the red uh, piping and chevrons on women's military uniforms. And Montezuma Red was issued to military women in an official kit, which included the red lipstick and a matching cream rouge and nail polish. Um, And then eventually it blossomed and the public demanded it. And then uh, Elizabeth Arden created one called Victory Red, among some other uh, reds. But what's really cool is at a time in the 1940s where, you know, women are just starting to get a voice um, that she was approached to create this red lipstick, this Montezuma red for women in the service and women wore it. Um, and I just think that that is so cool that she kind of used her voice and her creativity uh, to kind of, you know, give women something that they could use in the military to feel more confident during that time. Yeah, absolutely. And makeup has always been a way to express yourself, a way to empower you. Um, So when somebody says, but why are you wearing so much makeup? Like mind your business, you know, like you don't know if that, if that woman feels empowered by her red lipstick or Mm -hmm. what it is. So don't tell her, Oh, you look so much better without makeup. That's your choice. If you don't want to wear any makeup, I think that you're beautiful. If you want to wear all of the makeup, you're still beautiful and it is your choice. Um, And if somebody loves you, they're going to love you with, clown makeup on or you know when you just wake up and roll out of bed like it really doesn't matter uh, what you put on your face because at the end of the day it's who you are and what's on the inside that counts and in the early 20th century red lipstick was synonymous with power and strength um, yes. specifically during the suffragettes uh, movement so that is something that Again, red lipstick has always symbolized power and, you know, being your own woman and all of that. So it's definitely right now still makeup is is a power tool for women. It, yes. it makes us confident. Um, it makes us playful. Um, it's, you know, if you see women applying all this makeup um, that know what they're doing, um, you know, it's a work of art. And I'm not that great at it, but I still have fun doing it. So if you're getting ready for a date and you want to play with colors and, you know, get all done up and then you get out and your date goes, oh, why do you have so much makeup? Like that just deflates like two hours of work um, and confidence and everything else. So, um, you know, that's a, that's something that both men and women can learn from is, you know, it takes a lot of effort to be a woman and you're here to just appreciate it. And that's it. Like don't comment on somebody else's sense of style because sometimes that is tied to their self-worth. You know, a lot of women are confident enough that if you say, I don't like your shirt, they just go, whatever, it's not your shirt and move on. But other women are going to be potentially really knocked down by that. And do you really want to be that person that knocks people down on the daily? Or do you want to be the person that builds somebody up that made somebody else's day better? Exactly, exactly. So we all have a choice, right? Uh, Ladies and gents, we all have a choice to choose what kind of person we want to be. Do we want to be that person that helps straighten those tiaras and and be kind to one another and lift each other up and bring positivity in the world? Or do we want to be a mean girl or boy? I mean, it's really that simple. Um, So it's really up to you um, how you use your voice. And for me personally, and I I think I speak for you, Glow, you know, those days of us having a small voice and not being heard uh, are over. And this is why we, as two blondes, are here to cause a ruckus and to speak up and be a voice and an advocate for women and to empower women. (laughs) One of my favorite quotes of all time is, well-behaved women seldom make history. Um, it's a quote by Laurel Thatcher Ulrich, and she's a American historian that won the Pulitzer Prize. And it's one of my favorite quotes of all time because, yeah, you need to sometimes get out of your box and do something mm-hmm. different and stand up for yourself, stand up for somebody else who may not be able to stand up for themselves and cause a ruckus, raise your voice, be loud and make this world a better place because 
you know, by making yourself small, by making yourself invisible, you're really not going to live your best life and mm -hmm. you're not going to affect the world. And that's what we're here to do. Exactly. And for me personally, I look up to, you know, women like Rosa Parks, like Harriet Tubman. Um, you know, I love some of the black women in culture that really took a stand and and stood up for their people and stood up for growth and change and were advocates for it. Uh, people like that are who we should kind of look up to because they used their voices. They stood up. They said no more. They caused a ruckus um, and, and they were advocates for change. And it is time to empower each other and lift each other up. It's time to bring some positivity back into our world because we've all had a crazy last couple of years with COVID and the shutdowns and, and the world changed for us and was flipped on its head. Uh, and I think some, some of us, it, it brought out the good, but a lot of us it brought out the bad because like I I've seen a lot of celebrity divorces and regular divorces because of this and being stuck with your partner in the house for too long. <laughs> um, just all the different things, right, that came with the change of the world. And now we're kind of getting back to a state of normal. And, and I think it's time to for all the negative that we've been through, it's time to advocate for the positive. It's time to share some love and, and, and some kindness and some joy and, and straighten each other's crowns and tiaras. Absolutely. And I love what you said because the world definitely needs some more black girl magic and mm -hmm. uh, we need to advocate for each other. And if you think about all the different minorities and, um, and desegregated groups where you look at women, you look at um, Latin women, you look at black women, you look at the LGBTQIA, um, you know, you look at all of these you know, quote unquote, minorities or smaller groups. But when we band together and put all of those in one big happy family, mm -hmm. then we're the majority. So, mm -hmm. and that's what we need to do. Like, that's what, if we see someone, anybody getting attacked, then, you know, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us and you need to be out there and making your voice heard and advocating for other people, you know, girls, guys, whoever, the underdog, whoever you can advocate for, then that's your job because they can't bring us all down. Exactly. Because there's power in number, right? There's power in numbers and numbers speak volumes, uh, you know, for change. So definitely choose hopefully you will choose to use your voice for good uh, because it, it can make a difference. It can definitely make change and it doesn't have to be a big change. It can just start by changing someone's day. That kind word, uh, that advocation for when someone's going through something and you speak up to help them, those little changes have a big impact on someone else and then it's a chain reaction because then they're going to do that for others as well because it was such a positive experience for them right so then we cause a chain reaction of kindness and spreading you know good things and empowerment around the world yeah paying it forward mm -hmm. exactly I think this has been super awesome discussing, you know, empowerment of women. Um, I think we can segue into a quick, awkward moment story if you want to, Glo. <laughs> sure, absolutely. You go first, though. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have a very funny story about um, being in GameStop back at Christmas time. Well, it was after Christmas. I'm sorry I laughed at you that time you got diarrhea at Barnes and Noble. And I'm sorry I told everyone about it. And I'm sorry for repeating it now. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, God. And 
and I found a Mario Christmas ornament for like a dollar. And I got really excited because it was after Christmas, so it was discounted. Um, and we had taken his Xbox in to trade it in so he could get game credit because he had just we I had just gotten him a new PlayStation Five, and um, so we brought the Xbox in and and I picked out this Mario ornament. I had it in my hands, and um, the lady was like. You guys need uh, an HDMI cord. We don't have them here to use, and we have to like plug it in to make sure everything works. And I'm like, oh crap, okay. So we had to run next door to Walmart. It was right next door in the plaza. And I take off out of the store with this Mario ornament in my hand that I had not <laughs> paid for. Um, and I'm like, like the world's most honest person, right? Like I've never stolen anything in my life. Um, and I get to the car and I sit down in the car and I look down at my hands and I look back at my fiance, who's actually standing at my car door. Cause he sometimes likes to open the door for me so I can get in. He's such a gentleman. Um, so I look at him, I look back at the ornament, I look at him, I look back at the ornament and I go, Oh my God, I'm a thief. <laughs> oh my god i stole oh my god i'm so embarrassed and i like start crying i'm like i've never stolen anything in my life <laughs> oh i'm just panicked oh it's all can be and austin starts laughing because at first he was like concerned like what's wrong and i'm like oh, i stole and he, then he starts laughing he's like rada it's okay so i'm like can you take this back in there because i'm so embarrassed i don't want to go back in there um he took it back in and he explained to the lady what happened and she was she laughed and she was like he told her how like freaked out i was and she laughed and she said i'm just glad you guys brought it back and he's like can you hold this for us while we go get that cord and she's like yeah so we come back and and i look at the lady and i go i'm so sorry that i was a thief i'm sorry <laughs> that i stole from your store and i was like i feel terrible and she's like but you did the right thing and brought it back she was like you're fine at least you were honest about it because most people would have just walked out the door with it and i'm like yeah but i'm not that kind of person and uh austin then looked at the sales lady and was like make sure she doesn't make out of here with anything else and i'm like austin <laughs> and they both <laughs> laughed about it like i'm now the gamestop thief so that was my awkward moment for the day and i felt real <laughs> awkward and upset about the fact that i unintentionally stole a mario ornament from gamestop <laughs> and that's how her life of crime began it's true. That's that is how my alter ego of Harley Quinn, Harleen Quinzel, came to be. <laughs> That's amazing. And I also love Harley because she is one of those like loud, unapologetic voices. Yes. Um, so I love that about her. I love that she causes some trouble and um and yeah, she has a unique sense of fashion. So that's why we chose her for our little cover for our podcast mm -hmm. because she's just a rebel and out there doing her thing. And, uh, and that's how we feel too. You know, we're out there to cause some ruckus. Yeah, absolutely. She, she don't care. Uh, she is not afraid to cause some ruckus and neither are we. <laughs> and she's a blonde and we're blonde. So again, uh, exactly. some kinship right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Blondes together. Blondes have more fun. I mean, it's let's true. be honest. It's true. It's true. Some stereotypes well, are true. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Glow, did you have an awkward moment? Do you have a story? I do. So you already know the story because, you know, we're besties. But I'm going to tell our listeners. Um, <gasps> so this is my my most recent awkward moment. Oh, I so love it. <laughs> I, I went, know where it's going. Right? You already know. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, so I recently went for a girl's day out um, with a couple of girlfriends from work. And we went out to brunch, you know, um, mimosas and, you know, the whole girl thing. And uh, we were sitting there, we're drinking our mimosas and you know how you have the server that brings out the food, right? But then sometimes like the busboy comes out too and they like they bring out the food or there's a runner, I think is the position called now. I don't know what what the uh, restaurant industry is doing nowadays, but I think it's called a runner, like somebody that brings out the food. 
Mm-hmm. And then your waiter comes and checks on you or something. So, um, so yeah, so the waiter took our, our order, went into his merry little way. And then there was this other guy that brought out the food for us. And, uh, and that guy was so cute. So of course we're between girlfriends, you know, shooting the breeze. Um, so when he left, I just kind of leaned over to one of my girlfriends and I said, but why is he so cute? Like, you know, just like an innocent comment, you know, just complimenting the fact that this boy looked cute. Like that's it, right? Like nothing, no follow-up, uh, not hitting on this guy, nothing like that. Just a comment. Like I would a girl even like I can say, oh my gosh, she's wearing such a cute outfit. And move on with my life, right? Not meaning anything by it. So tell me why when our server comes back to the table and he asks, oh, you know, you guys got your food. How is it? Is there anything else that I can get for you? And we say, yes, please give us another round of mimosas because, you know, this would be number two. And uh, and he goes, yeah, certainly the same thing. Yeah, the same thing. And then my girlfriend grabs the server by the arm and he says, you can go ahead and bring out our mimosas. But for my friend here, bring the other guy out and have him bring her her mimosa. (laughs) If I could have been swallowed by the earth at any point in time, that would have been the time that I would have picked. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God, you did not do that. You you just had one mimosa. Like, you're not drunk enough to be acting like this. <laughs> so, yeah. and sure enough, you know, the, the server was a sport and, uh, and had the other guy bring out the mimosa. And by the look in his face, I already knew the conversation that had happened behind the scenes because the boy came out with a whole different attitude and just shy, like looking at his feet, like he was so embarrassed and I was so embarrassed. And of course, when he came out, I had just put a chunk of food in my mouth and, you know, and he's bringing out the food, the, the mimosa and I'm like trying to guzzle down this food and then my girlfriend goes oh yeah this is glow and what's your name <laughs> and I don't remember what name he said and uh, he's like oh yeah well thank you so much for bringing that and I'm like thank you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was very awkward and never again in my life will I tell these persons ever that I think somebody is cute I have learned my lesson <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, they were trying to hook a sister up. But they, they were. They were. <laughs> but no, that I mean, I I feel like I would be with you on that. Like I would want to be swallowed by the earth. I've had. Um, <laughs> excuse me. One Bless of you. my. Thank you. I've had one of my sisters, my best friend Taylor do that junk with me my whole life from teenager on to, you know, Hey, bring this guy out. He's cute. Right. Like, so I've been in that situation and I can tell you it is very embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, you know, you can't really get bad because, you know, they did it out of the goodness of their heart, but Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think these are really good, awkward moment stories. And Um, Guys, we actually would love to hear yours. So reach out to us on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, uh, and or on um, TikTok. Um, Or Insta. Yeah, or Insta. We would love to hear from you, and we would love you to share your awkward moments with us. Uh, You know, write write in to us, email us. We will put all of our um, information up on our Facebook so you can reach out. Feel free to message us and tell us your awkward moment stories. Um, we're not just going to share ours. So we would love to hear from you. We love audience participation. Yes, we've really enjoyed chatting with all of you. Thank you for listening to Two Blondes, Lots of Ruckus. I hope <laughs> that you join us next time on our next podcast. Until then, uh, we are your hostesses with the mostesses, Rhonda. And Glow. Saying... Good night. Peace, Peace, love, love, and and ruckus. Ruckus. (laughs) Absolutely.